Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, everybody. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert on a Monday. I'm Stormy Bonantoni with you from the next hour, live from our VSIN studios at Circus Sportsbook. I hope you're not having a very Monday ish Monday. I don't know about you guys, but a very fun betting weekend. A little bit of an emotional roller coaster, though, having our first full week and weekend without. Football of any kind. Well, unless you're betting the world's game of soccer, in which you certainly can. But um, I am excited to hear from Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo over the South Point here a little bit later to see what sports people are diving in on the hardest from a betting perspective. We'll also have Nick Alberga here a little bit later to talk through the NHL slate today. Some futures trade deadline approaching next month. The Avs, by the way. Did get upset in the early game today, 5-1 in Boston by the Bruins. David Pasternak led the way with two goals and an assist. The Hurricanes currently lead the Flyers right now, 2-1 as the third period just gets going. And the Jets and Flames are scoreless in the first intermission. We'll also have some college hoop stock with Jim Root, Jim Root of Three Man Weave. A great great college basketball slate this past weekend and some awesome games to get into tonight. Three top 25 teams in action, which speaking of things that are on top, let's talk about our top five stories and news and notes, things you need to know that impact us from a betting perspective. One of the amazing things that happened this all-star weekend was we had a fun all-star weekend. I said weekend, you know what I mean? All-star weekend. Team LeBron won the NBA all-star game last night, 163 to 160, but team Durant gets the cover as five and a half point dogs. Total ended up middling, went over the opening number of 321.5, but under the closing total, 324.5. Steph Curry, just the second player in NBA All-Star Game history with a 50-point game and route to being named the game MVP, cashing in at plus 900. Drained a stunning 16 three-pointers in the win. Anthony Davis, by the way, the only other player to eclipse 50 back in 2017. Got to give a shout-out to our producer here, Stephanie Kamershack, who had Carl Anthony Towns in the contest. Got the long shot. We love it. While on the NBA, though, number two on our list, games will get back in action from the All-Star break this Thursday. But unfortunately, the league's leading assist man, Chris Paul, will not. He is out for six to eight weeks with a fractured right thumb, meaning Paul's likely going to miss the majority of the remaining regular season. Huge loss for the Suns. They currently have the league's best record. They're winners of 18 of their last 19 games. Also, no doubt, really tough to stomach for Paul, who always seems to get hurt at the worst time for his championship contender teams. Phoenix remains plus 180, the favorite to win the West, currently six and a half games ahead of the Warriors in the standings. They're also co-favorites with the Nets to win the title at plus 425. 
Devin Booker's odds, by the way, for MVP have shortened as well since the injury news, going from 25 to 1 to 18 to 1, six best odds on the board. The Suns will be in action without Paul for the first time at Oklahoma City on Thursday. Things got a little messy in Madison on Sunday afternoon after Wisconsin beat Michigan 77-63. Wolverines head coach Jawan Howard was unhappy with Badgers coach Greg Gard for calling a late timeout, made it known during the postgame handshake line. Things escalated, resulted in Howard open hand hitting a Wisconsin assistant coach. Players got involved. Some real punches were thrown. No one was injured, but disciplinary action, no doubt, on the way soon from the Big Ten. Expected either later today or early tomorrow. Both teams are in action again on Wednesday. Michigan set to face Rutgers on the 23rd and Wisconsin at Minnesota. The Athletics' Mike Sando said the 49ers would be a good fit for a certain GOAT, Tom Brady, should he come out of retirement and decide to play in 2022. Quote, perhaps he is finished, but if there's one bucket list item for him remaining, it's probably playing for the team he always wanted to play for, but never did. Adding his never say never comment could indicate a willingness to play only if the situation's absolutely perfect and he doesn't think Tampa was that situation any longer. He never did use the word retirement in that long Instagram and Twitter post either, if you're paying attention to that. The 49ers, by the way, let's toot that horn real fast because anytime I get to talk about them, I like to, and I would certainly love of this situation to come to fruition. They do have one of the sport's most efficient offenses. You got these weapons in George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, an excellent running game awaiting whoever ultimately is under center for the 49ers next season. San Francisco 14-1 to on the Futures Odds Board to win Super Bowl 57. Last one here with the NFL Scouting Combine set to begin next week in Indy. A group of player agents is threatening to organize a boycott if key elements of the annual event um, and its concerns about COVID-19 in a bubble for prospects are not addressed. The NFL sent a memo last week to draft prospects and their agents outlining rules for the combine that included a bubble that would keep prospects from interacting with any of their personal trainers, doctors, nutritionists, or agents during their time in Indy. The group of agents represents 150 of the 324 invited prospects. They've pushed back saying that they will hold their players out of combine drills and interviews if the league does not relent on those plans. So. Keep an eye out on all of that. Um, apparently, the boycotting players would still participate in medical evaluations, just not the combine drills. They would do that at their individual pro days instead. So much drama today. Um, speaking of which, just to go back on that, that Michigan-Wisconsin thing really quickly, I did want to say I've heard so many people on the radio throughout the day just like losing their minds. Why do we even do the handshake line anymore? Players don't even like it. Um, it was definitely a bad look, but it wasn't a malice in the palace situation. I just, it's far more rare for those instances to happen than not. So I don't know. I just don't like the argument of the whiny, oh, players don't want to shake hands because they're sad. Of course they don't. Like that's, but who does? That's the point of sportsmanship. I feel like at this age, you shouldn't be such a sore loser. And I mean, this instance is, is I'm, I'm talking about the handshake line in total. I'm not just specifically talking about the Juwan Howard situation, but I feel like are we as a society really that immature that handshake, that handshake lines are problematic and that's something that's a discussion topic along with this issue. This was just a coach-on-coach coach situational issue. So anyways, we do have some other news, speaking of. Good news or bad news? Some more headlines that we can dive into over the next couple of minutes um, and figure out if we think it's a good thing or a bad thing. So let's start with the retirement of Big Ben, obviously, this past season. The, the Steelers quarterback gig is up for grabs. Now, good news or bad news? 
that the Steelers seem to have some confidence in their guy, Mason Rudolph. For context, the, the GM, current GM, he'll be retiring here after the draft. But Kevin Colbert said recently, if the season started today, Rudolph would be their starting quarterback. He's 5-4-1 as a starter, and they said we're excited to see what's next for Mason. I think this is very obviously bad news. I'm actually surprised this is a, a question for some people out there. Um, thankfully, there's still a ton of time before week one and the quarterback offseason court carousel thing hasn't even really gotten started yet, so they can figure something out. But, like, the Steelers are 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Mason Rudolph's not going to help up those odds. <laughs> um I don't know if that the, if their GM's just touting him because he's got more wins than he does losses, but he's brutal to watch. Like I don't, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Did we not watch the same game this season when he came in for Ben Roethlisberger during that COVID-19 game? He was like 30 of 50 this year, one touchdown, an interception, and how he ended up giving Pittsburgh a chance still to close out that game is mind blowing to me, considering how wildly inaccurate some of his throws were that game. But that's supposed to be his strength. So 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 28 to 1 to win the AFC, 7 to 1 to win the AFC North. But I do not think Mason Rudolph is your guy. And it does give me a little bit of a sick feeling in my stomach that they're saying, oh, yeah, the season started. We're comfortable with Mason. Don't like that. Don't like that. Doug Peterson says he doesn't care about what's gone wrong with the Jags recently. Good news or bad news. I feel like that's kind of like a clickbaity type headline. The full quote was he said, it's hard for me to speak to what's gone wrong or is wrong, or whatever, I don't know, quite frankly, and I don't really care about that. What I care about is moving forward from two weeks ago when I was hired. That's what I'm trying to change. I'm trying to turn this into a winning organization. Do you learn from the past? Of course. You study it, of course, but at the same time, my focus has always been forward-thinking approach to everything we do, and I think that's great news. I, I think that's the perfect way to express that the past is in the past. Clearly what we had here didn't work before. We're the worst team in the NFL this year. Our former head coach didn't do anything that we needed him to do. Didn't have a good relationship with the players. Didn't have a good relationship with his quarterback, who you need to, who you drafted top overall. Um, yeah, so he's just saying, how can we take these pieces, make a new culture, make a hardworking, winning culture moving forward? I think, yeah, I think that's that's great. Although, you know, their future is ahead on the board. Still not good. 100 to 1 which is being kind. Though, then again, we did see the Bengals 101 this past year preseason, and look what they went up and did. I just don't foresee the Jaguars necessarily being in that situation. I am interested to see what they do with that first overall pick. Um, last one here, good news or bad news, that Gonzaga is still number one. They were the top-ranked team every week last season, but lost when it counted. Obviously, yes, it was a very tough ending to last year's season for them against Baylor. Um, when you think about how much they lost yet didn't slow down in the slightest to reload the way they have, I think it's good news. That Drew Timmy Chet Holmgren front court duo is as formidable as they come. I think they have a real chance to win it all. We had Dave Fleming on the program last week who said, you know, there are the seven, eight teams that could easily do it, but Gonzaga is number one for him personally. You see the losses earlier in the year to Duke and Alabama, which worried a lot of people in Spokane, but since they have not lost a game since December 4th, they beat Texas, UCLA, Texas Tech, St. Mary's win ranked. I know their conference isn't the greatest in the world. They're crushing teams by 27 points per game. One of the most dominant conference seasons in the past quarter century. 
Um, but yeah, I'm a big Gonzaga fan. I think it's I think that because of the conference they play in, they kind of need to hold the dominate teams the way they have. They need to establish that to be as good as they are. Um, Holgren now specifically over the last month has just turned into such a special player, especially his defensive play, an elite shot blocker. And um, they close out the regular season. I have here looking at their scheduled games against San Francisco and St. Mary's. Then they head to Vegas for the West Coast Conference tournament and obviously should win that and get a top seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I am all in. I think they're a favorite for a reason to top the odds boards. And uh, remember, everybody, there is a great new offer right here at VEASAN that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship April 4th. Just $29. You sign up now. You get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com and our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Still only happens once a year. VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up when we come back our be better update and jimmy and Vinny join us from south point ready to unlock a world of entertainment philips roku tv has america's favorite tv streaming platform built in so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network. Need more college basketball insight? Well, check out the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Our guy Greg Hoops Peterson takes a look at every major and a number of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find all your best betting opportunities. And Greg's incredible. He's got an opinion on every single game of the season. And on this podcast, he provides unique insights and looks for all of those games so that you can find the best betting opportunities. He even in his little description writes out where you can find each one of those games in the audio. Download the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast now at vcin.com slash podcast wherever you get your podcast and while you're there check out every vcin show including my guys in the desert if you miss any of that and speaking of college hoops though every week we reanalyze our be better challenges and alabama basketball was one of them last week and they were better in the first half against Kentucky, a one-point game at halftime, but no, ultimately fell 90-81. to 81. Again, did not cover the number. Ten straight-up losses now this season, 18 losses against the number, yet they move up in the AP ranking. Somebody help me. But honestly, I am relieved for the Wildcats that they won the way that they did without Ty Ty Washington. They should be a team that's a force to be reckoned with in the dance. But as somebody who touted the Tide as a dark horse preseason, I'm out on this group, Alabama taking on Vandy tomorrow night. Also challenge the Vegas Golden Knights be better. Yes, you're better. 
but still need to see a little bit more. They were shut out for back-to-back games, outscored 8-0, ended up finding some more of the scoring touch over their last two games, had an overtime loss to L.A., and then stomped the Sharks last night 4-1. Jack Eichel also scored his first goal last night against the Sharks. He's got a goal and two assists in his first three games. But the overtime loss to the Kings, while they got the point, that was a win they really needed in the Pacific Division standings. Calgary now sits in that top spot. And if you look at this thing, L.A. and the Oilers just a game and a half back of bumping Vegas down even more. They've got the Coyotes Friday, then the Abs. So you got to bring your A game and be better. We're bringing our A game here on the program as we welcome in Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo from the South Point. And we did it, gentlemen. We got through the first weekend without any football. I know it was hard on me. It was hard <laughs> on you guys. But you got to tell me, as far as the betting public goes, what are they betting the most that first week without football? Well, first of all, Stormy, you know 10,000 times more than I do. You rattled off four different sports, and everybody who played center field, everybody who was a new coach was getting fired. I, don't, I, I still don't know who won the dunk contest yesterday. <laughs> so we'll go from there. Listen, kids, you can still feel it. It didn't lose any of the luster. I mean, the NCAA coming back tonight, uh, the phones have picked up a lot, quite a bit, as far as like you think maybe it slowed down for a couple of days. But what we get at this particular time, yeah, obviously we know that the bulk of it uh, is done to some degree, but we start looking ahead to the conference tournament, which begins next week, and a lot here in town. That stuff in itself carries a lot of weight. So uh, even though we lost a bunch of things, you can feel it. And you get a lot of questions already about are we doing 105 on the uh, on the March mm-hmm. Madness. So you, I can tell you, yes, the the flavor of the day is like, let's get started and hit, uh, hit the NBA in a couple of days and then go to there to the conference games. Yep. And it was a weekend of uh, some good prices, right? When you think about it, right, mm-hmm. Jimmy? I mean, Austin Sindrick at 25 to 1 for uh, the... Uh, uh, the Daytona 500. Yep. You had uh, Joaquin Neiman 50 to one. Oh, by the way, I think Steph Curry just had another three. <laughs> so uh, there you but, go. Uh, yeah, the betters um, they, they had uh, they had a good time with uh, with UFC and uh, and the All Star game this uh, this past weekend. Of course, college basketball as well. Stormy. It was Obi Toppin, by the way. Just if you needed an update on the dunk contest, I got that for you there, Jim. Uh, and hey, you guys, how will can you kind of lay out how sports will? rank though going into the the big dance going into the tournament how things kind of shake out for you Vinny well you know what storm uh right now so for the next uh, few days up until Thursday when the NBA returns it's going to be about college basketball uh and folks now the general public getting more involved right as they get ready for the uh, for the tournament professional bettors have been uh have been betting college basketball since uh, since the season started but it'll be uh once the uh once Thursday gets back it'll be the NBA mm-hmm. college basketball uh, and then, uh, of course, um, and then uh, a little hockey at the end, and then they'll start sprinkling in uh, some golf, uh, some horse racing as we get onto the Derby Trail, right, Jimmy? And uh, and uh, yeah. and hockey as well. You know, one more thing, Vinny, is uh, is simply that uh, booking March Madness is simply I never say it's the easiest. Obviously. We usually win to it, but we, we win more every year in small increments because these kids are so damn good. I mean, there's 15 teams. I know Gonzaga, the number one ranked team, but they could lose tonight. They could lose to anybody. Mm-hmm. When you have that type of like to look forward to and your people are laying 11 to 10, again, we can lose, but it's getting harder and harder for us to lose. So how many, how many do you think, uh, Stormy, can, can win the NCAA tournament? 10, 12, 4? Mm-hmm. How many do you think? 
Well, yeah, I was saying earlier, I was like, there's definitely seven or eight that just come to mind off the top of my head, but it seems very wide open, um, no doubt. And, and I know, Jimmy, you've said you get a little bit of a head start um, with the conference tournaments going into March Madness. For people mm -hmm. that are just joining us now for the first time, can you explain why that is and, and how that is? Well, I think some of it is simply from uh, the people who bet sports and understand that, you know, obviously now, you know, if you win your conference, you're invited to go to the dance. So mm -hmm. you can be a 15 and 15 team and obviously pull the upset for that weekend. So that draws attention. And so even the eighth team in the, in the, in the division of the conference, like can, they know if we get one upset, then we win two more. We're, we're going to go to the mm -hmm. dance. So absolutely. And you get a lot of what you would call the people understand the racket because it's there and there might be a few spots say, you know, this team isn't as bad as it seems. And yes, they can win it. They are a long mm -hmm. shot. That just creates double action. Mm -hmm. Double action that the general public will bet the underdog and, and a lot of times the, uh, the, the people like to bet the favorite who know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys will get a good influx too once the seeding is set. You know, you get people like us that like getting in on the futures market now, but as soon as those seeds are out and you see a path, then you're going to see a lot more bets. And you guys did post a pretty unique college hoops prop about a month ago where you grouped the teams in a thing that could potentially, if one team from that group wins the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Vinny, can you give mm -hmm. us a, a numbers update on where those sit? Sure. Yep, uh, let me give you Group A, and again, this is independent of whatever the turn, what the committee puts uh, in terms of regions and things like that. But our Group A uh, consisted of Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, UCLA, Illinois, and Texas Tech. Uh, they opened at uh, plus 180. They're down to minus 120. That's the favorite right now, so you're laying five to six there. Uh, uh, Baylor, Arizona, LSU, Michigan State, Duke, and Iowa were in Group B. They were plus 220 now at 3-1. to one. Group C, Kansas, Villanova, Auburn, Wisconsin, Houston, and Ohio State, plus 220 a month ago, plus 375 in the field. Everybody else, and by the way, the field, uh, teams like Murray State and, uh, and uh, Belmont, uh, from 6-1 to 8-1. to one. So the unpredictability as well. Uh, contributes uh, to uh, to the mindset of betters and uh, to this uh, to the way this prop uh, numbers moved as well, yeah. Jimmy. And remember this, because I have been getting questioned already. People love the minus 105 from the second week of the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So it's never too early to tell them because, you know, on, on the sites that we get and the things people that I run into, the 105 is an absolute grand slam home run. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say, Vinny. You mentioned earlier that people are already asking you. That'll start the second week of the tournament? Uh, the, the 105, 105 yeah. yes. Uh -huh. yep. Nope, that's awesome. Straight bets only, but uh, we did, quickly, I'll tell you, Stormy, last year we did $97,000 more than the previous year in the same similar situation from the second week with straight bets with the 105. And we won more money to it. No, it's an awesome thing that you guys do out there. Wanted to get also your guys' thoughts on Betting baseball, um, obviously spring training was supposed to get going this week and we're not going to see it postponed till at least early March and what impact they might have on the, the regular season. What do you guys think, especially from when it comes to a World Series future standpoint or if ultimately the season were to get whittled down? I know they're trying to do as much as they can. They're meeting today and as often as possible to get this thing resolved. So we're seeing some urgency, it seems like. It, it won't mean much, nothing. Just, uh, when I say nothing, obviously it'll have some effect. But like nutballs love to bet baseball. I mean, they're <laughs> going to bet the Dodgers every night, no matter, if, no matter if, if you're on the on the hill or Koufax is on the hill. So that part now, some of the smarts will just lay back and probably end up taking plus forty on an underdog when it opened. You know, you know, plus 
25. Mm-hmm. So, but the locals will still come in. The people who love baseball will still be here. And, and, and trust me, uh, they don't know who the hell should be in left field anyway. You know, Stormy, right now it'll impact us a little bit during the day, right? Because we, it's it's a great day filler, even with exhibition games, even though the limits are smaller and stuff. Folks do like to come in, and it gives us an opportunity to offer something during the day as folks get into the evening for their uh, NBA and college basketball and uh, hockey action. But um, the the World Series futures and pennant futures really haven't been impacted as much. But frankly, uh, we have to wait a little bit longer. We, normally this week we would put up the regular season wins, but you want to make sure you know how many games are going to be played in order to do that. So holding up on that, uh, that's the biggest impact so far with the lockout. Yeah, I was and just going to ask if I'm it gives you a little break. Storm, oh, but, go for it. But, but remember now. Different rules on how many games they play might be different from casino to casino. Check the rules before you bet any futures with the baseball. That's really good. Appreciate that consideration, Vinny. All I was going to say was I I was hoping maybe you could get a little bit of a break, you know, before you had to dig into all of your numbers. But I guess not. You still got to do it. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. We're paying attention, you know, once in a while. (laughs) Once in a while. That's our guys, Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point. When we come back, we're talking NHL and Nick Alberga joins us. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with either. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, they're spit-free, and available in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety comes in two strengths. You can find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zin. Head on over to zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Time for some NHL talk. Stormy Bond and Tony with you in our power play. My NHL picks for the evening. Mind you, remember the Bruins did beat the Avalanche earlier today. 5-1. A current score update. Canes leading the Flyers right now 3-2 with just under five minutes remaining. Jets and Flames right now are tied at one in a couple games tonight and I'm going with the nightcap this evening puck drop at 7 p.m. Pacific 10 Eastern the Vancouver Canucks to beat the Seattle Kraken in regulation minus 110 it's minus 165 if you think this could be an extra hockey type of a game but Vancouver fresh off a 7-4 loss to the Anaheim Ducks on Saturday looking for a bounce back at home against a team they've proven they can get the better of the Canucks won each of the previous meetings this season 5-2 and 4-2 and Vancouver hasn't dropped back-to-back games in more than a month I don't think that they do it tonight a lot of motivation for a team that's still in the playoff race playing the team in Seattle that's been struggling they lost three straight games dropped six of their last eight and in that three straight um, they have been albeit to good teams Toronto Winnipeg Calgary Philip Brubauer did look better this last game allowing just two goals I just don't think that he stays hot he allowed four in the each two in the two games prior if you do like the NHL prop market as well Elias Pettersson's got three goals and eight points in his last five games four assists in the last two he's minus 130 to score a point plus 150 to have an assist so that's a spot I might be uh, a spot I might be tempted to get in on as well time to continue our National Hockey League conversation with our guy Nick Alberga NHL Studios fantasy on ice podcast host he's an analyst talking all things betting and DFS how are you you got any sweats going on right now 
Stormy, uh, stormy stats. I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm great. Good. Do you have any action in the games that are ongoing right now? I saw the Flyers just scored another yeah. goal to tie it up at six, three, uh, three, three. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I had Carolina in regulation in that game, but I was sort of frightened by the back-to-back -back scenario, so I might not win in that one. And you know, I was feeling. Uh, Colorado earlier today. So it's not been a good start for yours truly, Stormy. It's funny. I was saying in the break to our producer, because um, she is a Bruins fan, I was like, I, I contemplated betting the abs this time around, and I'm glad I didn't because I did not see that coming. Um, what about that Vancouver game, though, that I just mentioned? Uh, Vancouver fresh off the loss to the Ducks trying to bounce back. Yeah, I, hate, I hate agreeing with you because it always seems to happen, but I'm feeling the same type of angle that you are, especially considering the fact that Vancouver was just really, really disappointing back on Saturday. I know the Anaheim Ducks were desperate, but they didn't show up for that hockey game. And I, I expect, you know, a big time bounce back effort. In fact, I'm probably laying money on the puck line mm. in regulation, certainly the money line. I just think Vancouver is the better team and certainly uh, if they still have aspirations, Stormy, of making the Stanley Cup playoffs, they have to find a way to win games like this and in regulation. And they got to go on a big-time streak here. So, yeah, I like the Canucks. Another prop I would play in that game, aside from Elias Pettersson, I'm with you on that front. How about Connor Garland, minus 119 to notch at least one point? He has five points in the last five games. It looks like he's starting to cook a bit here. I like that, trying to take advantage of the streaks when we can. And the Kraken, by the way, on the road, winners in just three of their last 11 outside of their home building. So keep that in mind as well as you bet these different games. The other game still available to join in on the action for this evening in Montreal, the Toronto Maple Leafs' big favorites against the Canadians. Montreal, two straight wins now, including a big shootout win uh, on Long Island. Second half of a back-to-back, -back, though, against a juggernaut-type team that's probably hungry to bounce back themselves. Yeah, you know, and, and there's a storied history with this rivalry, certainly going back to last year's Stanley Cup playoffs. The Leafs were up 3-1 in that series, and they blew it. Uh, I think I think you're right. The, the last couple games, they've looked much better under Martin St. Louis. I think if you're looking for goal props, point props, you look at Cole Caulfield, has four goals and one assist now under uh, Marty St. Louis. But certainly, I think you have to look and maybe shade towards the over in this game. Peter Morazic against Samuel Montembeau. Certainly, we know Montembeau's track record throughout this season. Morazic been okay as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs and we know Toronto can score goals and we know Montreal has been scoring as of late so I definitely like the Maple Leafs in this game I think I like them on the puck line and in regulation too I think they will win this game but I think it could turn into one of those barn burner type games and another thing to look at um, is an anytime goal from William Nylander uh, plus 164 is what I just got him at he has 16 goals stormy in 28 career games against Toronto Maple Leafs he seems to score every time they play the Habs so uh, what's going to be different tonight? Ah, interesting. I like that. And just because you did real quickly mention the postseason series between those two, what do you think about Toronto down the line in this one? I think that they've got a lot of very high expectations, but when do they not? Could this be a year they could get over the hump? Yeah, well, as you know, I covered the Maple Leafs the last couple seasons, not so much anymore, but I was their radio host. And uh, it, it was a difficult, difficult time. Certainly the fact that this organization, Stormy, hasn't won a playoff series in 17 years, which is unbelievable when you think about it. And certainly I think you look at the players on this roster, like how, how is this happening? Especially the fact that they were up three, one and you know, it's new players every year. So you can't pin it. Um, but you know, the word curse is, is used a lot. I think until Toronto gets over that hump, a la what Washington finally did defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think this sting, you know, sadly is going to be attached to them. And, you know, the unfortunate thing, like I think the Leafs are a really good team. I think this could be their best roster they've had in say the last decade, but 
you look at their division, right? Like, is Tampa losing? Is Florida losing? You know, Boston's mm-hmm. going to be a tough team to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's just so much depth and, you know, so many upper echelon teams, I would call it, in this Atlantic division. I start to wonder about the Leafs, you know, depending on who they match up with in the first round, whether it be a Tampa, whether it be a Florida. Those are two of the, you know, the likeliest teams that they're going to play against. It's it's going to be really, really tough once again. And you never know, the uh, this seriesless streak could continue uh, into the 18th season here. Oh, it's so crazy to think about. But, that hey, that Florida-Tampa series was incredible last year. Um, we've got five games today, six more coming up tomorrow. Was there anything on tomorrow afternoon slate that stood out to you? Uh, I'm just having a look quickly, uh, if you can remind me, because I was talking about I, I I got Siri going on my computer for some reason. I <laughs> so I missed the first part of your question. Oh no worries. Um, just wondering about tomorrow's yeah. slate. If there's any games you like for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'll have to have a look. Sorry, I don't. No, have you're okay. We got Preds, Panthers. Um, yes. The, is that one that you like? That's a. I have it in front o'clock. of me. No worries. Okay. Um, St. Louis and Philadelphia. Certainly, I think you look at the Blues and what they've put together. Um, I'm curious. Uh, Jordan Binnington's got to get a start here. It's been about a week and a half, and I like him on a bounce back if he does play in that game. Although Billy Huso, as you know, has played four straight, but certainly Philadelphia. I would look at the puck line for the St. Louis Blues in that game. Minnesota and Ottawa, same type of story. I think Minnesota definitively the better team, so I would look at the puck line in that game. You're right on Florida and Nashville. Like that's. That's one thing to look at here in the second half is the Nashville Predators storm me. I've had an excellent first half, but they tapered off since the all-star break. And then you have the juggernaut Florida Panthers back home. You wonder, I, I mean, there, there could be some value on the dog in that game because the Panthers are coming off a road trip, but it's tough against the, to bet against them. Then you have San Jose and Anaheim. The Ducks are back home. Uh, I think I'd probably shade towards the Ducks in that game. They're a better team. And as I noted on social media today, um, you know, San Jose has only won one game out of eight since Eric Carlson left that lineup. So those are a couple I would look at. And uh, one more I would add, just looking at the schedule, the Islanders visit the Seattle Kraken. I would take the Matthew Barzell goal prop, his first time returning to Seattle. Of course, he played there back in the day. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Just running down the list, getting ahead of it tomorrow. That's great. I'll, uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. All my stuff was focused into today, but that's great. Also, the NHL trade deadline coming up in exactly a month, 3 p.m. Eastern, March 21st. I know Marc-Andre Fleury is a headline name in the goaltender market, but a number of teams likely targeting the position. Uh, Got any bold predictions to give out? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, right? Because we're now a month away from the March 21st NHL trade deadline, as we saw last week, and as we hit on the uh, goal prop for Tyler Toffoli, now a member of the Calgary Flames. I like that addition. Uh, Toronto and Arizona made a minor trade yesterday, but certainly as we get closer to the big day, certainly some names to watch for out of the desert. Phil Kessel, uh, Jacob Chikrin on the back end. I think there's a lot of intrigue stormy around the Vancouver Canucks, what they do, because they've been so hot since Bruce Boudreaux took over. But it's it's going to be difficult to make the playoffs uh, for, from their point of view. So I think you look at names like JT Miller and Brock Besser. You look at the Montreal Canadiens. Certainly, you're looking at people who can provide some value for contenders down the stretch. But I, I think it's going to be a fascinating time with all the movement over the next little while. No doubt. I'm really excited. I, I got to ask just one more on the Rangers because you know I have my long shot uh, ticket out there <laughs> yeah. in the wings. Uh, what do they need to upgrade? I think, you know, the Rangers are an intriguing team. Of course, we've seen what Pavel Buchnevich has done with St. Louis. You lose Sammy Blay. I think in a perfect world, they'd love to add maybe another top six forward and another defenseman. Uh, clearly, any team that has Igor Shostorkin, and I like that play because I think 
Right now, he's the front runner for the Vesna Trophy. So I think the Rangers will add it. Just very curious to see. I think one name to look at is Ben Sherratt, by the way. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Yes, I am watching them very closely. I need something good to happen at the deadline. Thank you, Nick. You're awesome. My pleasure. Take care. That's our guy, Nick Alberga, host and betting analyst for the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. When we come back, we're on that college hoops grind. And Jim Root of Three Man Weave joins the show. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast now in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to my guys in the desert. There are a few top 25 teams in action tonight, but this segment is about our hidden gem on the slate tonight. I like Middle Tennessee State and UTEP going over 138 points this evening. I can see this being like a 73-70 type of a game. MTSU, one of the best teams in Conference USA. They average 75 points per game on the year, 78 over the last month. They're 8-1 in that time and shooting 45% from the floor. They're also allowing around 67 and a half points per game. Josh Jefferson leads their group offensively that ranks 81st nationally in scoring, 72nd in field goal percentage. UTEP on the other side, they average 70 points per game themselves, 72 over their last handful of games. They're also at home and maybe have the league's best pure goal, pure, oh my gosh, I talk so much hockey, pure goal scorer, pure scorer in Sule Boom, who averages upwards of 20 points per game. Their biggest challenge, I think, is going to be on the glass offensively. MTSU does do a good job on the defensive boards. UTEP's totals have gone over in five of their last seven games, as well as six of their last seven against Conference USA. East opponents, similarly, MTSU has one of uh, seven in their last nine games have gone over five of their last six against teams in the West. And I know Middle Tennessee State is like a covering machine. They've only had five against the spread losses this year. I just wasn't sure if I was ready to pull the trigger or not on the spread. But I do have a little parlay on Middle Tennessee State to win straight up and the over in this one. Let's see if it comes through. Let's continue our College Hoops conversation with our guy Jim Root of Three Man Weave and the Action Network at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Perfect Perfect Twitter handle. I got to tell you. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm great. I, you, you surprised me. I, I heard Middle Tennessee as a secret gem. I thought for sure you're going to ride that cover streak, but I like that overplay as well. 
it's hard because UTEP has covered a lot recently too. They're like six and one against the number of their last seven. I was like, I don't know if I want to match a streak against a streak. I don't know. I feel I could still pull the trigger. But while we're on hidden gems, any under the radar game you like tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go real deep in the board here. Uh, Samford in the Citadel. I'm taking the over. I'm I'm with you. I'm liking points tonight. Uh, the first game these two played had 77 possessions and like 200 points. They they are both into play a track meet and they're up and down. Not a lot of defense on either squad. So I, I think we get 77 at least possessions. This one's gonna be way up and down. I think the first half when they played last game had over 100 points. That that just indicates how potent these two teams are when they play each other. So over that 158, I, I hopefully we sail over it and don't even have to worry about it. But I think that's a good value at 158, and I like the over there quite a bit. I love the SoCon play. My hidden gem last week around this time was betting Wofford. So I am in on nice. it. Um, I might have to join you on that over as well. Um, there are some top 25 teams in action, though, that I feel like we need to do our due diligence and talk about. So we got number seven, Baylor at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. This is a game where I bet the four and a half with Baylor. Um, potentially no LJ Cryer again. Um, what are your thoughts on Baylor and uh, Oklahoma State tonight? Yeah, I think that's the first thing you got to look at is the injury status of Flagler and, and Cryer. Both those guys missed the game over the weekend for Baylor. They essentially played six dudes since they are down Jonathan Chamwachachua for the season as well. Uh, but it's a revenge spot for them. And, and I think when you have the better team that already lost at home now going on the road, laying a little bit of a shorter number, that's a good angle. They're going to be motivated. They're going to be locked in to try and stay with Kansas atop uh, the Big 12. They've got Kansas coming to town over the weekend. So they definitely have a chance to move the needle in that race. Uh, I think we'll probably see at least one of Flagler or Cryer play. That's just a hunch. I don't mm -hmm. have an official report on that, but uh, I'm liking Baylor there too. I, I just think they're the better team. They're going to be locked in for that one. I would love that if LJ would play. That would be ideal. Um, I know that they've struggled a little bit to cover numbers this season, but I was looking down the line, and I feel like a big part of that is because they've had to cover such large numbers the majority of the way. Um, four and a half, like we said tonight, in games where they were the favorite of six and a half points or fewer, six and one against the number. So they have been able to cover in those short situations. Yeah, that's that's the price you pay when you're coming off a, a national title and you get, you get pretty inflated in preseason rankings. People want to bet on you. So maybe there has been a little bit of a shade in some of those lines a little higher. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think that makes sense when they, they're a lot closer to just having to win. That's a better bet for this Baylor team. They're, they're well coached and they have a lot of offensive weapons. Tonight in the Pac-12, a rematch between UCLA and Arizona State. Didn't think on the surface, oh, what a game this could be. But three overtimes the last time that these two met. And despite UCLA being a 10.5 point favorite in Tempe, wasn't able to get it done. What do you think in the revenge game? Yeah, so that's interesting. The fact that they were a 10.5 point favorite. Now it's only 13.5 in, in, at UCLA, you'd think it'd be more of like a five or six point flip with home court value factored in, but that just goes to show you how much better ASU is playing right now. They've covered five of their last six. They've finally not been dealing with injuries. They had a stretch in, in January where they were just using a different starting lineup basically every time out. Now they've got a more consistent rotation. They've been a lot more competitive. I think they have some confidence from knowing they played with this UCLA team once already. Obviously, there's the, the Bruins revenge angle coming back home, wanting to avenge that bad uh, triple overtime loss. But I think this number's too big. I think Arizona State hangs around the way Marion Jackson, their point guard's been playing off the bench. He's been giving them huge production. I like the Sun Devils here quite a bit. They're, they're a really strong defensive team. 
And Johnny Juzang might not be back mm -hmm. after his little scooter injury this weekend. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. A game time decision with a hip injury due to a scooter incident on campus. Yes. But I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I haven't bet this game, but I have a hard time betting against Arizona State, especially after I did it last week when they played Oregon. And we all know how that one went um <laughs> i was with you i was on the ducks and it was ugly <laughs> brutal um the last uh nationally ranked team tonight 18 ohio state taking on indiana in value city arena in columbus at 4 p.m ohio state fresh off its first home loss of the year against iowa what do you think as they try to rebound yeah i wanted to bet ohio state here uh, just because of that coming off the home loss and indiana is one in seven against the spread on the road they have not been good away from bloomington They've got some weird chemistry issues maybe surfacing. They had some guys suspended on a trip in Chicago, and there's word that they were ratted out by one of their teammates. So there's snitching going on in the IU locker room. That's no good. Snitches uh, but the number get was just, stitches. No, I'm just kidding. They do. They do. And apparently they get losses and maybe don't make the NCAA <laughs> tournament too. So <laughs> Ooh, not good. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to lay it, but it was just a little bit high for me. Uh, so I lean towards the Buckeyes there. If you want to play it, I, I wouldn't fault you. I just would have loved to see something under six as the number there. They, Indiana, this like shocked me a little bit. I know that they've struggled, but they haven't covered a spread once in their last 12 road games. So that is something that is a challenge for them for whatever reason. I saw you tweeted today, uh, not about on a game on tonight's slate, but about tomorrow. My San Diego State Aztecs taking on Boise State tomorrow. It's obviously a very big game in the Mountain West Conference, but you said it in your tweet. It was a very ugly game when they matched up yeah. earlier this season. I think SDSU scored like 12 points in the second half. So no matter the number, is this an under or how do we feel about it? Yeah, I'm, I was leaning that way, but there's some weird circumstantial stuff that was pointed out to me, honestly, on Twitter as, as I was going through that game. Uh, it was San Diego State's first game off of a COVID pause. So their already shaky offense had some weird hiccups to it. And then Boise State was playing their fifth game in 10 days as part of a really condensed schedule from their own COVID pause right around New Year's. So it really set up poorly for both teams offensively. I think it was going to be a grinder. Both teams are better defensively, too, than they are on offense. I'm curious to see the number. I haven't actually looked at the uh, the openers for tomorrow yet, but I will probably want to bet the under. I just hope they didn't go too crazy after that last game only had 79 total points. That That's Man, that is an outlier result if there ever was one. Insane. And honestly, like, I always feel like I have a hard time betting an over in a San Diego State game just because, you know, they're top ranked in defensive deficient efficiency for a reason. But, um, yeah, an interesting matchup. There will be some good ones in the Mountain West tomorrow, though. Wyoming and Colorado State facing off again. I do feel like I detracted too much from today's slate, though. Is there anything else that you like tonight? Uh, don't want people to look ahead too much when there's money on the board tonight. Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, one, one other one that I'm I'm looking at is the under in Penn State headed to Maryland. Uh, the Nittany Lions have gone under in four of their last five. They really control the tempo. It's a team with not a lot of depth. They've got some mid-major guards that are down transfers. And I think their new coach is really comfortable keeping the pace slow, making sure they play in the half court. Now they're taking on a Maryland team that I think is kind of a pace taker. They will run with you if you want. See the Iowa game as a case in point for that. But if they're playing a team that wants to play slow, I think they're relatively content to do that as well. So now they got Penn State coming to town, who is not a great road team. They're, they're going to want to keep this one low possessions because of that. Uh, I think the under is a good bet here. I saw 128 and a half, I believe, is the number out there. I think this one's a grinder. I, I like the under quite a bit there as well. We've got about 30 seconds with you, Jim. Um, in terms of the national championship, who's a couple of your favorites? And I'm sorry about Missouri. 
Yeah, yeah, they're they're not even close. That's okay. Um, value wise, I think Texas Tech continues to be a team that's worth looking at. Uh, the fact that they've proven they can win away from Lubbock is huge. There's still some decent value on them out there, I think. Uh, and then Arkansas is another one worth looking at. Some long prices out there that I that I think are worth checking out as well. I love both of those so much, and I'm in such agreement with you. Arkansas is like 80 to 1 right now. I was like, what? Still? How is this yeah. possible? Jump in on that. Thank you, Jim. You are awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate that's, having me. That's Jim Root of Three Man Weave. Check him out at Second Chance Points. That's going to do it for my guys in the desert. But Danny Burke and Rush Hour are next. Keep it locked on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.